0: This is the Voice of the Land podcast with your hosts, Kevin Arnold and Nick Paulus.
1: I know these days it has been tough to know what day it is. And even it's weird to even think that the Super Bowl is happening this weekend. It doesn't feel like Super Bowl weekend for many reasons. But no worries, no need to adjust your device screen adjust your calendar or anything like that yes it's saturday night and yes the voice of the land show a big play production is live across all social media sites right now of course we are partnered with web streaming studio by lbv productions and we are sponsored by dp construction llc we want to shout out our buddies over there Tyler LaFrada, and Uncle Steve over there at DP Construction LLC. They have their Facebook page under the same name. Like them there or give them a call. 330 217 4999 That's 330-217-4999. 217 4999. And I know that uh, Tyler is looking forward to. I believe you guys have, Paulus, I think you guys have a dynasty draft tomorrow, don't you? You know what? It actually got pushed back. Did it? It
0: it got pushed back. I have to work tomorrow. And then, you know, a couple other people's schedules, uh, you know, didn't really click up with it. Okay. We were hoping for it, but unfortunately, no. So it did get pushed back until probably late spring, summer, (laughs) you know, until, you know, we all have a uh, better opportunity
1: to do it. So you guys planning to live stream that or like, record something we'll with it? We'll probably do a record, you
0: know, re- record okay. it somehow and, you know, send it out somewhere. So, yeah.
1: yeah you, <laughs> we'll, we'll go from there for it. Dynasty, man, that's a, that's a, that's a big ask. Yeah. That's it, a whole
0: year thing, man. Oh, absolutely. I've never done a Dynasty before, mm-hmm. so like, you know, first time ever doing it. Uh, I, I, you know, no idea what picks we have, anything yeah. like that as of yet, so we'll know day of the draft and, you know, kind of go from there, but it, it's going to be, it, it'll be fun. It'll be yeah. fun, exciting, can't wait for it. Yeah. Probably draft like the worst team ever and go
1: Sashi Brown and you know just start trading picks everywhere. So you can't be worse than me than in the League of Ordinary Gentlemen this year. You you gotta win. I, gotta, I got, got a a win. Yeah. I got a win <laughs> I got a win, win to put a dress on. That is true. <laughs> <laughs> that so. is true.
0: Could be worse though. Yeah, could be worse. Could, could be worse.
1: Yeah. <laughs> you know, it, it won't be that that bad. You know, right. I'll flaunt it like I got it. You know. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but of course, Tyler LaFraude, I know he's he's looking forward to that, doing uh, getting together with you guys, too. But And that just goes to show, he's willing to talk anything with you guys. Yes, if you have concrete construction needs, those guys over there at DP Construction, they will take care of you. They will be loyal to you. They are Browns fans, Cavs fans, Indians fans. You want to talk sports. You want to talk Marvel. You want to talk anything with them, just like how we do on the show here. They are good people, and they will give you great quality work, so be sure to reach out to them one last time, 330-217-4999, or email Tyler, tylerlafrada at gmail.com, even hit that message button on the Facebook page and look at all their pictures, and they'll give you a quote right through there. Of course, we are live across our Twitter page here tonight at VTL underscore pod, Instagram under the same handle, find us on Facebook at Voice of Land and on YouTube at Voice of Land podcast, or Hit up Big Play. Of course, we want to thank Dave for bringing us on and allowing us to be a part of this great family on the Big Play Network. On Facebook, we always go live there at Big Play and at Big Play Live on YouTube, and of course, our friends over at the Sportscaster app, always live on there as well. So, so many different ways to tune in. Heck, you want to just listen to our voices and not have to look at us through a camera? Wait until the audio gets posted during the week, and you can tune in to all those major podcast platforms we always mention. I am one of your hosts here today, Kevin Arnold, alongside me, as always, my brother, Mr. at CLE underscore Paulus himself, Nick Paulus, and of course, our producer extraordinaire, behind the proverbial glass peter tellup you can reach out to him at lpv productions inc on all social media sites of course it is super bowl weekend and we are here to give our big game preview for tomorrow night but of course before that happens we have the NFL honors tonight, on Saturday night. And our our guy, Clay Matthews Jr., who people in Browns Nation has been clamoring for to be a Hall of Famer, he is up for possible Hall of Fame induction. We're going to kind of talk about... Last go-around. Last, last go-around. Go around. We're going to talk about kind of what that would mean to this city if he gets in, if he doesn't, and talk about some of the other awards. Kevin Stefanski could get his third uh, Coach of the Year award because I believe this is through the AP, the Associated I Press. I believe so, yeah. These ones, I, I it's sponsored. NFL
0: honors or something, something along the lines of that. But yeah, yeah,
1: it's through Pepsi. Like Pepsi does some <laughs> of the awards and everything, but right. uh, you know, it's basically the Associated Press. So it's the coup de gras, as exactly. they say. And then we'll get into tomorrow night's game, the matchup, and maybe where the Browns sit in terms of their ability to be a Super Bowl contender moving forward. How soon could they make a Super Bowl? We'll get into all of that. Maybe some prop bets and some commercial talk at the end. But do want to start with the NFL honors tonight? And Paulus, let's look at that Hall of Fame selection. We're going to start with Clay Matthews Jr. because we want to look at the, the local perspective there. A guy that played... 19 seasons, linebacker, one of the toughest positions. You see a lot of guys going maybe 9, 10, 11 seasons now. Maybe, right. The wear and tear that football puts on your body, I mean, that's an accomplishment in itself. It's not the only reason that you would make a Hall of Fame. you got to have the accolades to back it up. But Clay Matthews Jr. has the accolades to back it up.
0: He absolutely does. I mean, just think about playing 19 years in one sport. Mm. LeBron's done it for 18 Okay. And best, best to ever do it. Okay. Clay Matthews. Now, was he the best to ever do it? Probably not. But think about like the linebacker, that position itself is such a just a force of nature that you have to be yeah. in order to sustain that sort of mindset, that, that body wear and tear, everything like that. And it's not like he was a bum at 19 years. He was still going strong. <laughs> I believe he led uh, his final year in the league. He was playing with, Atlanta and he led the team in tackles. Like that doesn't happen for a 40-year-old, okay? That shouldn't happen, at least. And he's out there proving it. Just kind of like how Tom Brady's out here proving it at what 43 years old, Mm -hmm. going to his 10th Super Bowl, which is ridiculous. But I I think that if Clay had one more of like if he had at least a Super Bowl appearance, I don't think he makes it to this stage. I think the the Just where he was at, you know, I mean, he was in Cleveland for mm. years and, and he, he was a winner. He yeah. was a winner. It's not like he was on these, you know, you know, 1999, uh, 2017 One 31, years. Right, <laughs> exactly. He wasn't on those sort of <laughs> yeah. teams. He was on contending playoff teams mm. that were going to consistently going to the AFC championship games. So it, it, it does. You know, sort of look weird because I mean, he has all the stats. He has more tackles than Brian Erlacher. I mean, he has I think sixty-ish sacks uh, up there. I think he has like eighteen mm. interceptions. Uh, I mean, he has a lot of things going for him. Uh, it, it's just I think the longevity we look at it as a positive because that you just don't see that. I think the committee looks at that as like a stat piling sort of thing, right. and you shouldn't look at it that way. I mean, you should look at it from the standpoint of, like, nobody's ever done this before, and, mm. and he shouldn't have lasted this long. The fact that it is his last go-around for, like, the regular class and, you know, after this, if he doesn't make it this year, then he has to go to the senior circuit, which you only are able to get one uh, one player or one coach or one yeah. owner in uh, at a time. So you go it into it a makes big it pool. so much
1: tougher. It really does. You go into a big pool That's, that's tough. M- makes it so much tougher to get right. While it's Still an honor to get in the Hall of Fame. It just it it seems ridiculous if he doesn't make it in. I mean, so he's uh he was a first round pick back in nineteen seventy eight, a career that spanned from nineteen seventy eight, late seventies, to nineteen ninety-six. Yeah. So it's crazy. I wasn't even a thought (laughs) when he started, and I was years old when when he finished his career I yeah. mean that's just that's crazy to think about in itself um, but he was first round pick number 12 out of USC for the Browns played uh, I believe it was 16 of the 19 it was three seasons down there in Atlanta to finish off his career yeah you kind of mentioned some of the stats almost 1600 tackles uh, almost 70 sacks 16 yeah. interceptions one touchdown in his career and you got guys like Troy Palomalo, like not just his, not just Clay Matthews' son, right, who you know, Browns fans clamored for and sure. were always upset about and always bring up how the Browns passed on him three times the year he came out. But you have guys like Troy Palomalo, who's a Hall of Famer, that are saying, Why isn't this guy in yet? You right. have credible people in the league saying, This is still a conversation. How did he not get in last year? How did he not get in a few years ago? Why is he getting to the end of his tenure on this ballot? Yeah. Peter, I know you you watched him play and just how is he still not in the Hall of Fame? I I have no idea. I mean, he was such a
2: you know, just a rock, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. is mm-hmm. for the Browns and the fact that he's not is you know, makes you scratch your head. So I really hope that he gets in. I mean, it's, I,
0: he was a force of nature Yeah, it is exactly what he was. I mm. mean, I mean, you, you just read off the stats right there. It doesn't do him justice. Right. You know, those stats, because once again, 19 years, 19 years. And once again, he led Atlanta the last year of his career. He led him in tackles. Yeah. Like that doesn't happen for a 40 year old. It's such a damn shame that it hasn't happened yet for him, but tonight could change everything Good. and 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 the best part about this is that you know we always talk about oh this guy's a first ballot hall of famer this guy's a first ballot hall of famer tony grossly brought up the fact and i'm glad he did tony uh, uh brought up the fact yesterday on the next level he said there's it's not like you get an award for being a first ballot hall of famer right it doesn't matter if you're a first second third as long as you're in as long you as got you,
1: the gold jacket as long
0: as you got the gold jacket and you got the plaque and canton that's all that matters and you know what like tonight could be our night and it should be you know after this great phenomenal year for for the browns terrible year for everyone else but you know for this great year for the browns like this should cap it off and like i hope it does i really hope
1: it does right and and tony Grossi, of course a beat reporter browns beat reporter for espn cleveland and the land on is the one that presented the case. I think Great he did. Job. I think he presented the article of how he how he did it. He did. Um, I haven't gotten a chance to see that yet, but I know that Tony's been covering the team for so long. So Covered him
0: his, it, his entire time here, basically. Yeah. Well, a couple years into it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So you have to you have to think. I mean, today has to be the day, but we don't know the results as of yet. And, you know, they may be coming down as the show is on. Do need to mention that portions of this program may be previously recorded. (laughs) So if you are (laughs) tuning in, Um, but let's look at either perspective, then let's start with let's start kind of I'd rather go from negative to positive and go in that route what would it mean if he to this city if he doesn't get in? What What is the outlook or what is the perspective in this town if he doesn't get in?
0: Once again, it would hurt. It, it would hurt, you know, seeing as the fact that, you know, he would have to go to the senior route, but he still has another option. You know, like, it's not like this is his only chance mm-hmm. ever. We've seen guys, you know, and now it's been years, and God bless, you know, everyone that makes it, you know, into the Hall of Fame, yeah. but you hope that he can relish it. Like, you don't want to be The guy that you know gets in whenever he's dead, yeah, like that's Mm. the worst thing in the world because your family will be like, Yo, hey, that's great, but like he would have enjoyed this moment. Let's not let that happen. I'm not saying he's on his deathbed or anything like that, obviously, yeah, but I do just want to throw that out there like, get him in now. Like, I, I know that there's other deserving guys, everyone's deserving that is on this finalist list, right? Everyone is absolutely deserving for it, but this is his last chance. To to make it the the, I say the easiest, but the best route for him, just get him in. Like it would mean so much to this you know community if he gets in. Uh, if he doesn't though, it would suck. But once again, there are options out there for him. He still has an opportunity. But once again, it it would mean so much to this you know right now for him to get in.
1: Peter. I mean, if he doesn't, if he doesn't get in, I mean, what can you see any sort of reason why he, why he can't, why he shouldn't be in?
2: No, he should be in already. I mean, that's just it. You know, with the stats that he that he had, the career that he had, he should already be in. And the fact that you know this is the last chance on the the normal route
1: for him to get in is honestly, it's kind of ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, and. You understand, I mean, Browns fans have been, whether you saw him play or as we were, we were kind of brought up on what he was doing and sure. shown film on a guy that played 19 seasons in the NFL and something that hadn't been done before. And, yeah, we are Browns fans, so that we want our guy to be in an hour down the road where football was created. Right. We want one of our guys to be in because the Matthews family is always talking about the Browns. Yeah, when when Clay was with the Packers, the the Sun was with the Packers. Yeah, they're they're about Packer football. But if it if it wasn't Packers versus Browns, they're talking Packers of and course. they're talking Browns. Cuz Browns are always going to be in their minds, it's always going to be in their heart. Cleveland is a part of them. It's they in their are blood. It's in their blood. And so yeah, it sounds like yeah, it's just a sentimental favorite. But just look at it, just try to take yourself out of the Orange and Browns glasses for a second. You hear what the stats we just went down. 1,600 tackles, 70 sacks, 19 seasons, still leading a team professionally in your last season of 19. Yep. How how do you not get in? (laughs) I mean, that's why it would be so crushing in this town. And to flip the script to what it means if he gets in, That's why it would mean so much, and it would be such a heartwarming and beautiful story in this town to see Clay Matthews Jr. get into the Hall of Fame where he is, he should be. Yeah. That's what he has earned from the hard work that he put in, in his career. All the long days of training camp and getting your body right in between seasons, and remember, Nowadays it's a little bit easier to get your body back in, you know, ready to kind of take that 16, now becoming 17 game grind with the medical and scientific research that they have and all of the technology that these guys have access to with the contracts that they have to keep their bodies in shape and go as long as they can go. He was doing this, you know, it's already almost... 15, 15 years ago, 20 years ago. Yeah. I mean, I just I don't understand how, how he isn't in, but it would mean that much to this town and to that building, the Pro Football Hall of Fame, to have a guy like Clay Matthews Jr. represented in their hallowed halls. That's... Uh, I don't know there's just there's not much more of a case that you can make I, it's up to it's up to the people voting and they already have the votes are
0: all you know are already yeah. tallied they you know most likely these guys already know who's in or right. who's not you know it's all kept under wraps i know that they're going to be you know uh filming you know all the guys you know knocking on the rooms like yeah. hey you know how's it going you're in the hall you know right. like, all those great videos are, are going to get posted everywhere hopefully fingers crossed clay gets in for two
1: yeah hopefully the more of those doors opening you see clay matthews jr and his family and right get you know a big moment for them and then turns into a big moment for the city some of the other honors of course mvp defensive player of the year offensive player of the year i know that the rookie of the year has already been announced as Justin. uh, the pepsi one he got his award uh justin herbert so you're looking at a guy like that Mm -hmm. um but coach of the year is the one that we're also looking at sure um i mean do you have i mean do we know who the MVP is this season?
0: Yeah I mean it's it's Aaron. Yeah. yeah. A, yeah. a Ron. Yeah, yeah. For for sure. Yeah. It's a, it's a no doubt. I mean the guy had I think 48 touchdowns yeah. total touchdowns. I mean yeah. He, he's the guy. He's he's the number one seed in the NFC. Did he get knocked out unceremoniously? Yeah, kind of. Mm-hmm. You know, refs, whatever. We're, whatever. we're not going to get into that. Right. Um, but he had a MVP type of year. I think that he's very well deserving. It should go Aaron Mahomes- probably Josh Allen. Yeah. I think those are probably the three. If I don't know if they're going to rank them like that uh or, or if it's but, just number 1, but
1: yeah, it should be it should be Rodgers. Those will be the those will be the top 3 when the votes come out. Like who's who's in what position, right. how many first place votes, how many points they get. That'll be right. all afterwards, but congratulations to all of the, all of those athletes no that are that are up for these awards that have put in the work this season to be up for those awards, especially in a COVID year, and that win the award. Mm-hmm. But the one we we care about is is Coach of the Year. I mean, he's won. Right. Kevin Stefanski of the Cleveland Browns has won the other two, the Pro Football Writers, and I, forgetting the name of the other one. It, yeah. It is. It escapes me right now. <laughs> but he's won the other two. Mm-hmm. Do you see any way that he doesn't get this one? No, I mean he's he's the most deserving.
0: I mm. I mean he's cleared the demons here in Cleveland. I mean he he really has. I mean he he's mm. come in. He's changed the culture. You know there are certain culture setters on this team that have changed everything around. I think you you and I can both agree. Jarvis, yep. bless him. You know, the moment he stepped off the plane in you know from Miami to Cleveland, he he was the culture starter. Been contagious, exactly. Uh, drafting Baker, Baker turning it around this mm. year, especially second half of the year proving that he is a leader and proving that he can go out there and win a ball game for mm-hmm. you and then Kevin Stefanski. Yeah, I, I, like those are those yep. are the top 3 in my mind and Miles has been much more of a voice on the defense this year and and been a positive light and force especially coming from the incident last year coming all the way back from this and he actually has a chance of being the Walter Payton Man of the Year. We haven't talked about that. Like he he has the uh, you know the opportunity to do that tonight I believe yeah. as well. So they're be fantastic if we could, you know, get Clay, Stefanski, and mm-hmm. Walter Payton Man of the Year. I I think that's a little bit of a stretch for mm. for Garrett, but to see the work he does with the Water Boys yes. and you know going out there in Africa and, and doing everything that he's been doing with that group has been fantastic. What a great turnaround! What a great story. Um, but I, I mean, there's a, there's a lot of very very just you know like justly people that that could you know win that award. I know Russell. Wilson's up for it you yeah. know there's a bunch of other people as well and I'm sure they're all very you know very good for it as well
1: yeah that that award is probably the one that I when we don't have people up for the other awards like that's the one I'm looking at right who is the Walter Payton man of the year and really I'm looking at who is the representative for each team not just the Browns but the each team when they announce that in the mm-hmm. second half of the season every year. Yeah. Because we we know the business of sports. These guys are going to make multi-million dollars. They're, you know, they're going to have the luxury cars, the luxury homes, all of the fancy stuff that we all dream of having. Of course. Don't like it, but I mean, we know we know the business. Sure. So but it's the guys and the girls in professional sports that take that money that they're given and the platform that they're given on such a big stage. And use that to enhance their communities, the world around them, people in need, taking time out of their days where, you know, they could, some guys just sit back, they they go home, they play their video games, they're in their lap of luxury at home and stuff. And they're allowed to do that. They're allowed to, that's their right. right. That, that is their right. But the ones that go out of their way, and they're not looking for the cameras to be on them or anything like that. They have causes already near and dear to their heart. What maybe some things that they've had to overcome themselves and the help that they got, they want to be able to give more resources to the people still dealing with it and to help people in need. It's great what you do on the field. It's even better when those on-field accolades are nowhere near the person and the help that you give off the field.
0: The people that go the extra mile deserve the recognition for that. Mm. Whether they want it or not, they absolutely should. And once again, Miles and 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 all of the other guys that are nominees for that Walter Payton Man of the Year award, they absolutely should be recognized and deservingly so because all you, you don't get nominated just because uh, you know, you're you're one of the guys. Right. Like you're going out of your way to do good for others. And thankfully we have we it's seems like we have plenty of guys we out do. there on really this do. team that that it's unlike so many other years that we've had mm-hmm. it, you know here in cleveland it's all about me or like right. you know guys that are you know we looking for that last big contract and then they just come here and loaf you know like we don't have guys like that we everyone that has come here has been dedicated to their craft and a lot of the guys have gone out of their way to become even better citizens outside of the you know uh, you know outside of the football field
1: yeah and i think i even saw mac Wilson took uh, some kids on shopping spree at Target and he's been doing that several times. And
0: and we give crap to like players like Juju. Yeah. Juju is one of the most well-liked mm-hmm. guys. It, it, once again we hate him for the TikTok and and, and all that sort of stuff. Right. Cor- yeah. Dude do, do whatever. Corvette. Yeah, Corvette. Yeah, do I'm do, do not it. doing it. <laughs> right, do whatever you want to do, Juju. If we get sponsored,
1: I'll do it. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> there we go.
0: Uh but Juju, once again I, I want to give him praise because yeah. he goes out of his way. I like, I saw that he was I think he gave away like $50,000 yeah. to kids and uh, fantastic. Good for him.
1: Yeah. It, it's it's those it's those heartwarming stories that yeah. you see and you know you said it the browns have a bunch of those guys it's it's high character guys you've you've heard other front offices say they want high character guys <laughs> they want right but it's it's about finding a way to allow those high character guys to uh, enable them to do what they do best and be themselves now there is a culture where everyone is bought in and those that i don't want to say weren't high character guys or weren't about doing these good things in the community, being philanthropic, as they say, they are just more inclined because they see other guys. And while there wasn't in COVID time, there wasn't as many of these food drives at the food bank because you got to, you know, you can't have as many people in there and everything. Most of the time when you see videos of the Browns and their give back communities, you're not just seeing the ones that are on the practice squad or, you know, on special teams. Yeah. You're seeing the big names. And not because they were forced to, because they want to. and It's the right thing it, to do. It's the right thing to do. And that's, that's, the type of, that's the type of guys, that's the type of girls that you want if you're going to start a team and be able to use that platform for more than just what you do on the field and extend that off the field. Switching gears, of course, to the Super Bowl tomorrow night. Uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Got their—they're the first team to host a Super Bowl, to play in their home stadium of where the Super Bowl is being hosted. Super Bowl 55, they take on the defending champion Kansas City Chiefs with that high-powered offense that they have there, and you know, of course, Patrick Mahomes. There was questions going into the AFC Championship game about how would he come back from that that whiplash that he kind of suffered there, and even more so, people were more concerned about his toe. Yeah. He looks. He looks fresh. He looks good. <laughs> he looks real good. Now two weeks off to prepare, kind of get you know use a week to get the body going, then get the game plan in and practice throughout the week. Right. Doesn't seem like there were it, there were inklings of some COVID issues, but looks like this game is going off without a hitch. Thankfully, God, thankfully. And you got Tom Brady going to his what is it? His tenth. tenth Super Bowl possibly winning 7 of those 10 which
0: would be more than any other franchise. Like yeah. any other franchise think about that. Yeah. This game has been played this will be the 55th Super Bowl and he's been to 20% of them. <laughs> like <laughs> that is that is ridiculous.
1: That's it's insane. I mean, and I'm one of those people that's like, oh, Tom, why don't you, why don't you just go away for a I while? Know. I know. <laughs> but it's still like you have to respect the 100%. game. You have to respect the greatness of that. And to now be, you know, kind of like trying to copy Peyton Manning. The only thing Peyton Manning has over Tom Brady is that player. he won a Super Bowl with two different teams. The
0: only quarterback to ever do that.
1: Only quarterback to ever accomplish that feat. If Tom gets that and ties him there, I mean, there's just – that you can't question so- –
0: greatest so I think this game is more about the legacy of both quarterbacks yeah. than 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 anything else it is. You know, out there I mean Tampa Bay sure you know they could win their second Super Bowl and mm-hmm. in franchise history uh third for the Chiefs first team to ever go back to back you know since the uh, 2003 2004 Patriots Gerard uh, yeah. our buddy uh was, mm-hmm. was on that team uh it, but I think that this comes down to more of the legacy factor for the quarterbacks itself and obviously Everyone's going to talk about it, you know. Tom with his seventh or Mahomes with his second. Um, if Tom wins, if Tom beats Mahomes, there is no chance like that. Like it, it seals up everything that we already knew. Right? You know, Like, like instead of you know being the greatest football player of, of all time, probably goes down as the greatest. Athlete in you know in the History of at least America I mean you you think about Jordan He has six yeah Uh, I I, I Think I I can't remember how many wing Gretzky has or or anything like I know he has a ton of them as well But like the great ones you know the Greatest players of all time I know uh, I'm sorry uh, Bill Russell has 11 championships in 13 Years but like let's be honest like He was going up against 13 you know 12 teams compared to the 32 in in like this day in age sort of stuff so
1: right i i stutter or i kind of take a pause when i hear okay. tom being the best athlete of all time if he wins seven and gets sure. past jordan's six okay because when i think athlete i'm think like my definition of like mar or something like that like the the athleticism to sure. do that like it takes a lot to be the to be the quarterback and of course it's the most important position it's in all of sports. Yeah,
0: forty-three years old too.
1: Right, but the way in which kind of you've gotten to these championships sure. and things. I mean, there's been some years where you know he's uh, uh, he's been able to stand behind a really good offensive line and, and yeah. just and just stand there because he's he's that quintessential pocket passer. I don't I don't want to say I don't know how to describe it. I'm going to would, struggle to say top would, athlete of all time. Would you say he's the greatest winner? That's probably, that's probably where I would say like and that's fine That's if you yeah. want if you want to say that if you want to put Tom Brady and Michael Jordan in the same conversation right. I wouldn't use the word athlete I would use like accomplished or winner okay or champion you know what? Champion sounds better the you know, for, best for it. champion of because, all time? like,
0: Tom Brady versus Usain Bolt or right. Tom Brady versus Michael Phelps. You know, like, I understand yeah. where you're coming from with the athlete, so probably champion's the better way of putting that.
1: Right. And, and it's it's not something where I'm going to, you know, if people say it, I'm going to be pounding the table and, like, <laughs> arguing and and, and anything no. like that. It's just it, – it's right. that comparison uh, conversation where I think things get misconstrued. I mean, you mentioned Bill Russell with the yep. with the eleven championships. Well, when you mention the best champion and best player in basketball history, Bill Russell doesn't come up. But they it's, bring it's up Michael always, Jordan and right. and what is the one stat that they go to for Michael Jordan? I know six. it I know it was 6 in a row and like in the years that he played he had the three-peat, went to go play baseball. Next 3 years he comes back. Like he's 6 and 0 oh in finals. And that's how he won those. Yeah. But there's a lot else that goes into that story. And I know that Bill Russell was playing in the era he did but people then all always say they always come back with well you can't compare errors, you can't compare errors. so when people talk about Michael Jordan and LeBron the main stat is 6 to 4 now right but bill russell has 11 and he part he was part coach of the Celtics sure. and everything in in an era where you know you got to play what you what you given with and who you got to play against <laughs> but, so i'm not saying i'm not not making the argument for bill russell i'm just saying the bigger argument is the reason why i can't use the word athlete mainly is the misconstrued information that or the way the words are right. presented to the mass and
0: and if you break it down word for word greatest yeah. Athlete. Like yeah. I mean, you could throw once again, Usain Bolt, you know, yeah, and Michael Phelps. I mean Michael Phelps like Olympian, yeah, know, easily. You know, yeah. but but you look at it from that way. So I agree with you there. You know, we can say the greatest champion. However, if Patrick Mahomes wins, okay, yeah, that yeah. that opens up the door for the possibility of Mahomes being the greatest to possibly overtake Brady. Now it would have to be he'd he'd have to get at least At least a minimum of four Super Bowls. Okay. Mm. And once again, we're Dan Marino only went to one. He went to one in his second year and never got back there. I'm not saying that Mahomes is never going to make it back to another Super Bowl, but let's be honest odds are he's not going to make it to 10. You know no. he's not going to have all the opportunities that Tom Brady has had. Yeah. If Tom wins, that seals up everything. I think that like Mahomes could get to six or seven, and and Brady ends up with seven. Mm. Brady still has it over Mahomes. Right. So end of story. Sorry, unless you get to eight, we're not going to give it to you. But once again, if Mahomes does beat Brady, and I mean they're favored. You know, they, they should are. technically you should, you know, they're they're the better team, you know, there for them. You screw home field advantage. Yeah. you should be able to beat them. If he does, once again, that opens up the door for him to overtake Brady once again in the long run. But I'm telling you, like if Brady seals it up tomorrow, and, and like it feels weird because I'm kind of rooting for Brady. I kind, I kinda am. And and like the way that I look at it is like I I don't wish bad things upon anyone. Okay, mm-hmm. nothing like that. But I do think that Patrick Mahomes is getting a little too big for, too big for his bridges. Yeah, you know, like everyone's like, "Oh my God, he's the greatest thing since sliced bread." Like Trey Wingo says, in you know, formerly of ESPN, always brings up he's the greatest. He's the greatest quarterback of all time. He's played three years. Like, yeah. he's already What's calling that? him the greatest. And like, I get it. He's twenty in his last right. Yeah, in his last twenty five games, he's twenty four and one. Yeah, <laughs> it's pretty damn good. Hey. Uh, you know, with the Super Bowl in there and, yeah. and everything like that. But the thing for me personally is I'm just looking at it from the standpoint of I feel like he has to get knocked down at some point in time. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't have his two offensive tackles. He He's missing a backup center. Uh, Sammy Watkins is probable. Like, there's a lot of things going against him. And this Tampa Bay defense is strong. And they yes. are hungry. Like, I know they got torn up. In week twelve, and whenever Mahomes threw for like four sixty against mm-hmm. them, but I do believe that this is a different defense because Tampa Bay has been playing out of their mind, or, you know, since that loss. So I think that they could avenge him on that one.
1: Yeah, I've heard uh, Patrick Mahomes compared to just the personality-wise, characteristic-wise, Steph Curry. I don't see. I can't stand right. Steph Curry, and I know people <laughs> say that the Cavs aren't in in it for championships, and the Warriors and Cavs aren't meeting anymore. Sure, guess what? I still don't like Steph Curry. Right. No, I,
0: I, I agree. It just, you know what? I did like Curry up until you know, like we had to play against him. I I was all for and, that that Dub Nation. Whenever I was living out in San Diego, I was like, you know what? Like if it wasn't for Kyrie, I, I remember telling one of my buddies I worked with at LifeProof, mm. he is the Biggest Oakland fan, like Raiders at that point in time, and then as well, you know, as well as the Warriors. I told him if it wasn't for Kyrie, Steph would probably be my favorite. And then they met in the finals. I was like, man, my favorite
1: versus yours. And they beat us. And I like forever hated (laughs) Steph after that. See, and that's where I was going to kind of go. Like, I still like Patrick Mahomes, but if he wins this one and he really starts to get that Steph Curry treatment and then starts to kind of. As you said, kind of getting a little big for the britches there, right. and starts to act like Steph Curry. I I enjoyed Steph Curry's game before we met, and before I saw him take on like all the praise and take that to a whole another level. You know you have to
0: blame for that? Who? Kevin Durant.
1: Oh, Kevin Durant yeah.
0: ruined everything because it was going to be the greatest, <laughs> greatest series, greatest finals like yeah. repeat ever. If it wasn't for Kevin Durant, yeah, and, and like I think he truly ruined it because at that moment in time, yeah, we hated Steph, but it's because you know it's like our team versus yours, and like mm-hmm. I don't think that we'd have that sort of vile for him if Kevin Durant doesn't sign with the seventy-two win team,
1: right? Our our best three. seventy-three win team, yeah, our best three versus your best three, right. and- we overcome the 3-1 deficit and uh, two teams that have been developed in different ways, one through the draft, one through, uh, you know, free, free agency, agency free agency and trades. Uh, well, all three, I guess, free agency, trade, and draft with <laughs> Kyrie. But, you know, kind of, and then you got these other pieces around that are going to kind of help. You got Iguadala and Jefferson and then KD comes in and just says. I just ruined
0: it all. <laughs> <laughs> Everything.
1: So, yeah, I still don't like Steph Curry. And if, if Mahomes wins another one, it, it may start to turn in my thoughts on Patrick Mahomes. We'll see kind of how it, how this game goes and maybe have those conversations down the road. Now, you mentioned that how, how these this game before we kind of really get into like predictions and you like a, a nice breakdown there for it. The storyline in this game is quarterbacks we feel like we have our quarterback here in Cleveland. So the question is to tie it into Cleveland. And this question is in honor of the late, great Les Levine, because we want to give our thoughts and prayers and condolences to his family, friends, colleagues, fans of Les Levine, the, the voice of truth and reason. I mean, there's, there is a reason why we are trying to bring sports talk back to reality reason and if we have to pound the table for something, <laughs> we have to call somebody out, we will. Right. But it's going to be for legitimate, real reasons, passionate reasons. And Les Levine, it was an inspiration for that. So to really bring some reality to a Cleveland topic, truth and reason here, how close are the Browns to being a to being in this game? in the future are they a year a couple years or more away? I think I think the window's
0: open. I, I truly do believe like if you win a playoff game, <laughs> you should be considered a Super Bowl threat. Mm. You know, and, and we destroyed the Steelers at this you know at Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. Destroyed them. Destroyed the Steelers. I love saying that.
1: I hate the Steelers. It's fantastic. I love People it. brought that up so much oh, when they heard mind. me say that. They're like, the way you said it, you hate the Steelers. Yeah, I hate we, the Steelers. Because we do. <laughs> uh, but I
0: think if you win a playoff game, you should be considered a Super Bowl contender. Mm. Not just getting to the dance and being happy with it. You know, like, like Miles said, you want to dance with the pretty girl, you gotta, mm. you gotta be able to go the entire, you know, the entire dance there. Um, I I think that we're right there. I think our window's open now. I think we were a year early, you know, for this year. So, like, you, you might as well open it up. Yeah, I think that we're gonna be right there. It wouldn't surprise me if we made it to the AFC Championship game next year, and and we're facing Mahomes and the Chiefs, or you know Allen and the Bills, like or or Lamar and you know the mm-hmm. Ravens. It wouldn't surprise me because I think those are the top uh, uh, four teams right there: Browns, Bills, Ravens, and Chiefs. Those are the top you know AFC teams there for us. Uh, you know, going from here on out. I think we're right there. I, I really do. I, I think that we need to shore up our defense a little bit. Baker proved that he is a. I, it, it's going to sound demeaning, you know, if I say that he's a good enough quarterback to get us to the promised land. <laughs> but he's good enough, you know, Like, yeah. like at, I'll take twenty six and eight and thirty five hundred yards and in in a quarterback rating of ninety two. I'll I'll take that all day because that shows that you come up clutch whenever it matters the most. And I think that he does. And with how strong our running game is, once again, our offense, I think, is already Super Bowl caliber. It's just fixing that defense, getting Mm -hmm. some, whether you want the big name players, like I know a lot of people want Richard Sherman or JJ Watt. Like, I think you do need to get, like, maybe not those guys, you know, particular, you know, like, you know, individual them, but like, you got to get the guys that are team vets that have been there that have done that. I, I don't know anyone you know else off the top of my head, but like I would rather have Richard Sherman on this team than JJ Watt. Okay. And not to say like Richard Sherman can play the number two anymore because I don't think he probably can. Um But, like, to have that sort of mindset, the guy's been there. He's been to two Super Bowls or, yeah, he's been, what, no, three Super Bowls. I think so. Yeah, he went with the uh, uh, Niners last year, and then he was with uh, two two Seahawks, one, Mm. one, one ring. You know, it was the Legion of Doom. You know, like, he is that good. So, like, I would love to see them pick up one of those guys because I think that that would just sure up everything and give us the opportunity
1: to get to the dance next year. Peter. How realistic? How long realistically can we expect to see the Browns playing in
2: a Super Bowl? Well, I, I think we have a good shot next year. I mean, honestly, if you look at how well we played this year, um, I mean, we we performed better against the Chiefs than the Bills did. Absolutely. You know? mm-hmm. And and really, we could have. I think. You know, you go, we were talking about, I was talking about this with Jacob earlier, that, that hit, that fumble at the freaking one yard line yep. in the end zone. And the interesting thing about that is so many times you would see people think all oh, the same old Brown, same old Brown, blah, blah, blah. There were so many people, like sportscasters saying, you know what? They got screwed by a stupid rule. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the rule, but that's a stupid rule. And right. this is, and that's, and this instance demonstrate it wasn't oh the Browns screwed up again. He had <laughs> right. some of that. But it was like, you know what, the NFL needs to fix this rule because this is BS. And yeah. I th- I honestly think we could have been we could have been there potentially this year. But which is shocking. But I think you know we're in a good position and it's it's still weird to me to be to agree with Nick and say, you know, yeah, it's, you know, the best four teams <laughs> in the AFC are, you know, it's it's true. the Browns, the Bills, yep. the Ravens, you know, and the Chiefs. And it's, but you're right. And I think we have a legitimate shot over the next couple of years. You yep. know, if we can, if we can get the key pieces in there, I, I do kind of want to see JJ Watt, but, <laughs> but he's, I'm know, not going to turn JJ no, away. no, no, <laughs> like, no I mean, no. he's getting a little older, a little Issues with injuries, but sure. it's like
0: he played all but, sixteen this year. He only had five sacks. Two, two came in like week two. But yeah,
2: but it's like if I think if we shore up those pieces, we need yeah, we're a
1: legitimate contender. So. I think you have to get to one in the next two years. And I'm not saying that after those two years, the window closes because you're going to have the core guys and the culture established to continue competing moving forward. Now that road to compete in the AFC is going to go through Kansas City. One way or another, it has to go through Kansas City if you want to be in their position or else they're just going to keep going and going and going to the Super Bowls just like the Patriots did. They're going to become the new... Patriots with Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes as the new Belichick and and Brady, but you gotta get to a Super Bowl and possibly win one in the next two years, only because in this circumstance the window that they have now we talked about last week and we'll talk about it more as we dig deeper into moves of the future for J.J. Sherman leaders like that on this team, but where you have the money available to bring in older guys like that that don't have a lot left but they can give you a couple years be that veteran leadership then the young guys that you're bringing in or that are already on this team now they see it from a player perspective and what the coach is saying what Stefanski is saying is something that guys like J.J. Watt and Richard Sherman already believe in they know what that mentality how you use that mentality to get to the big game and win a super bowl and you said that baker mayfield is good enough I, it could sound like a slight right but, i don't mean it for right. it to sound like that but aaron rodgers is probably going to be the mvp tonight he's got you know over he's got 48 touchdowns the stats are the stat book is full of what people want to see in a quarterback all the touchdowns all the you know all these great plays es- escaping the pocket and and leading your team yeah he's not in the super bowl so it doesn't you don't have to be that to be a franchise quarterback, right. a Super Bowl-winning quarterback. Each team is going to have a different way to get there. And Baker Mayfield is the guy for how the Browns want to operate to get to a Super Bowl. Now, and everybody was saying this year that the Browns were probably a year ahead. I mean, you could realistically see them by next year or within the next two years making, getting to and possibly winning a Super Bowl and it'd be the first time the Browns actually make it to the game and win it that would be one one heck of a story 56 Absolutely. 57 years into the game being called the Super Bowl you just you have to continue to build i, I people some people are like still broken up about the Browns losing in that and that one play that Peter just brought up yep. other people are like well they're just one they were they they're one year ahead they're, and they're they're okay like they're okay with it because it's like, oh, like we didn't expect this anyways, and it was COVID and everything. Well, now the expectations are going up. So the expectations should always be high. Yeah. Now they're really gonna ramp up. How is this team gonna respond to that and continue head down, blinders on, and just keep doing what they have been doing?
0: In and just uh you know, before we switch hmm. gears here for us, they should be ramped up. Yep. expectations should be ramped up Baker said it you know the final probably four weeks of the year like people's expectations of this team need to change yeah we're, we're no longer that hey if we get seven wins you know that's a win that's a great season yeah you know Peter you know we we used to you know we were joking about it you know at the beginning of the year hey you you get to seven wins I'll talk you know I'll say that's that's a solid year you yeah. know that that's one more win than we had last year then we can build off that and that and that we got 11 yo know, Honestly, probably could have had 13. It, yep. Like, just off the top of my head, we should have taken that Oakland game and the Jets game if we didn't have COVID issues and didn't have. A single winder receiver yeah. out there literally had nothing but practice squad players. You probably wouldn't, you you definitely win that game. I'll, I'll say that you definitely win that game. So 13 and three. Now, I'm not saying that you're going to get to 13 and three next year, but you should be as good, if not better, going forward. So mm. 11 and five, if you go 11 and five, that'll probably win you the division next year. You know, 11 and five, 12 and four. And then just once you get to the playoffs, you got to be game for it. And I think we showed up. It, Everyone in Pittsburgh thought we were gonna get clapped, you know against Casey. What happened? We went out there, we fought tooth and nail exactly. We <laughs> lost by five points. That sucks. but we know we are that good. Mm. And if Casey wins the whole damn thing, like we're gonna be looking at it from the standpoint of like we competed with the Super Bowl winner at their place, we can do that again.
1: We want that. like yeah. I, I, I want it. Yeah.
0: I, if you're going to be the best, you got to
1: beat the best. Yeah. Woo! Woo! <laughs> Ric Flair, baby. Absolutely. Yeah. But, like, you gotta, 100%, you know? So. You know? You said it right. I mean, you got to, if you want to get to the top of the mountain, you got to go through those that have already been there and already tasted that. And, you know, Browns kind of, if Chiefs do win, like, hmm, one play away, huh? Yeah. If you your mantra was, "We want more, you want more, go get more next season. it's it's gonna take it's gonna take everybody and it's gonna take the same mentality no one can stray from from this philosophy. But this year, the browns are not in the Super Bowl. Super Bowl fifty five is Tampa Bay versus Kansas City. Go around the table and I'll start with my brother across the table from me. Prediction for this game. and kind of a sidebar question. Sure. You kind of brought it up. Thing I wanted to touch on. If the Chiefs do win, do you feel better or worse about... Or, or based on how the Browns played against them, mm-hmm. are you rooting for or against? Does that cause you to think of the Chiefs in one way or another?
0: It- yesterday I would have told you or you know a couple days ago I probably would have told you you know I I mm. definitely think you know like I definitely don't want the Chiefs to win yeah just to make me feel bad but as we were just talking like I, I'm starting you know to convince myself if the Chiefs do win you literally lost to the to the Super Bowl winner mm. and you were only a couple plays away from winning that game so what's not to say you couldn't have been there right you not hoisting the trophy so I kind of like if the Chiefs do win I don't care who wins like this is yeah, does. this is the point <laughs> that it comes down to I don't want the Patriots to win. <laughs> you know, I yeah. don't want the Steelers or Ravens to win. I'm cool with it. You know, Tom Brady's, you know, expatriate, no mm. longer with them, though. If Tampa Bay wins, cool. Good for them. You know, good for that city. Like, good luck getting yeah. out of that game. You know, like, <laughs> like, like the whole streets are going to be crammed packed down there. Good luck getting out of there alive. Cool. But like I, like I would rather see Tom Brady win it for the seventh and pray to God he goes then. But there's no way that happens. Uh I I don't want to see KC win it. I, I don't know why. Once again, Mahomes is getting a little too big for his bridges. Okay. Everyone's up on his jockstrap strap. So like for me personally, like I'm gonna say I'll say Tampa Bay thirty-four to twenty-eight. Okay. And it, it'll be a good game gonna,
1: Yeah, it looks like it's gonna be a good game. Peter Are you you rooting for against the Chiefs because of how they played against the Browns, or or how do you see this game going? What's your prediction? That's the thing. I'm on the fence with that because on one hand, see, when
2: I was a kid, I always loved the Browns. I always kind of liked the Patriots, and I think it was just because they were the Patriots, you know, um, they were, you know everyone yeah. called Dallas America's team, but I'm like, right. no, the, but the Patriots—they're right. the, the USA the Patriots, you yeah. know. So, because I was stupid, um, I, was stupid. <laughs> I was stupid. America, America, really? America. Right. So, I think it, you know, on one hand, it'd be great to see Brady go to Tampa Bay. Bring a championship to that city. Yeah. They haven't had one in quite a while. And it, I think that would cement just how good Tom mm-hmm. Brady is.
0: Yeah.
2: You know, on the other hand, if the Chiefs win, we were so close to beating them that it just kind of like, you know, like you said, Nick, that could have been us. Right. You mm-hmm. know, so I'm. <sighs> I'm kind of waffling back and forth, and I can I can see where Nick's come from with you know, Mahomes getting the head of you know the big head on his shoulders, and you know, and that's that can be irritating because when you when you compare him to Steph Curry, you know even yeah. my wife would like to just yeah. smack that mouthpiece on Curry, <laughs> you know, because that irritates her, which is yeah. funny to watch her get irritated.
1: <laughs> during, I during throw finals. One. I wanna throw one at him. Right. She, right. No, <laughs> no doubt.
2: No oh, doubt. Oh, she would get so mad. Um yeah, I don't I don't know. It's it's I am hoping for a good game. I'm not gonna throw out a score, but I'm hoping it's gonna be a close game. I'm hoping it's gonna be entertaining because honestly we've had you know some Super Bowls where it's the best thing is the freaking halftime showing the commercials I mean, yeah. because the right. game is just so Bad. Yeah. It's
0: been a while since yeah. that happened though. Yeah. Uh, one last thing for me, and I'll let you yeah. take care of the rest. Um, th- the one good thing about this, if Brady does win it, I, you know what, I am kind of rooting. Now that I think about it more, I do want Brady to win because that just diminishes everything that Bill Belichick. Ha, it has, has had, not. You know, them calling in like, now don't get me wrong, the guy has like six championships, mm. you, know, you know, I, I mean, he, obviously all as a head coach. And then I think he has like three or four as a defensive coordinator. The guy's made of rings, okay? But the thing is, is I just want to see, like, I need to see someone go down in flames. And if it's not going to be Patrick Mahomes and a loss or anything like that, I want to see people start ripping on Bill Belichick, yeah. you know, for him essentially holding back Brady by not getting him the weapons. And Brady not wanting to be in New England anymore, so I'm all for Tom Brady getting number seven. Bill Belichick looking, you know, at home turning off his TV at halftime. I'm all for that.
1: Yeah, and I think while it's been very few and far between, people may criticize Tom Brady for being a system quarterback. So, like, yep. if he wins, it kind of shows he is that dude. Belichick is that dude as a coach. So you don't you don't win in spite of Belichick being but how some. How sweet would that be? Right, like that's just a coup de gras there for you know anybody that's against Bill Belichick to kind of see that happen. I mean, looking at this game, I love this. I I love the Chiefs offense, and I know that I'm going to start to hate them if they win another one. Like I'm going to look at them like the Golden State Warriors because it's just it is that high tempo, high pace. You think you got Mahomes in the backfield you you, and he's got this sidearm throw or he's escaping the pocket and then someone comes open because he has such a connection with those receivers with the cleveland heights product travis kelsey is tight end where they when a play breaks down they know exactly where to be how to get open find that open space and just make something out of nothing when a play completely breaks down Brady is still that dude, though. He is one of those goats that people talk about on the other side. And to go to Tampa Bay, and yes, they got talent down there, and yes, that defense is really good, but to from where this season kind of started for them to get to this game and be at home, it, this is going to be a good one. I, I, You know, you can talk about, I know that people will tune in for the National Anthem, they'll tune in for the weekend. And I, I, I like the weekend, but I know it's, you know, it may be more subdued than other halftime shows because I think the NFL has caught more flack for some of the, you know, more than PG oh, right. <laughs>
0: style. It's been a while since anything, you know, Janet Jackson-ish
1: happened. Yeah, so. it's just, it's kind of almost like it's, gone to that line that people aren't sure. liking and you know it's always it's this cancel culture in pop culture cancel culture although right. that was like one of the most like rewatched halftime shows oh, yeah <laughs>
0: absolutely
1: yeah <laughs> what you have tivo <laughs> go back go back um but i mean i don't hate the chiefs i guess i don't like i don't hate the chiefs because or i'm not rooting against them like you pause i don't care who wins like i right. just give me a good game there's super bowls where I may have said, like, oh, I'm, I want, I'd want, like it if this team won or that team won. I really wasn't rooting for anybody. I may have been rooting against a player or rooting for a player. Mm-hmm. But I'm a Cleveland Browns fan. These teams are not the Cleveland Browns. So I don't care who wins. Kudos to the city. Kudos to the team that ends up winning. But it's a football game. It's a sporting event. It's a must-watch for sports fans or pop culture fans with all the commercials and everything. And maybe even Marvel fans. There might be some trailers for some upcoming projects in the Marvel Cinematic I, Universe.
0: I heard that there's going to be a uh, Falcon and uh, Winter Soldier tease. So <laughs>
1: need that. There you go. But I mean, I'm a, I'm a sports fan, so like, I need the I need the game to be good too. And I think this one is going to be a good one. And the storyline really is going to be, you know, is it Brady just continuing to assert his dominance even at at his age of, what, 42, 43? Or is it going to be the young gun that's going to take the mantle? Because Patrick Mahomes, the first year he was a starter, he went to the AFC Championship game, lost to Tom Brady. This could be your last chance to supersede the GOAT. I mean that could do wonders as early as his legacy has is, is in its growth or development. That could do a lot for his legacy. Yeah, I'm actually gonna make a prediction. I know I don't make predictions. Wow. On this, okay. Because I don't care about these teams, so I don't care. If, <laughs> I don't care if my predictions have some sort of bad juju on them or bad karma on them. Right. Because ain't gonna affect me none. So I'm gonna go Chiefs, 31, Tampa Bay, 27. Chiefs are okay. your Super Bowl champions back-to-back. Mahomes gets his second, and the young gun gets the job done. I just, And I see Travis Kelsey having a big game because they're going to focus a lot on Tyreek Hill after having 200 yards in that first half in that first game. Yeah, feels like years ago since that game happened. But I think Travis Kelsey is going to have a bigger impact than Tyreek Hill for this Chiefs offense, and they win 31-27. As we kind of wind things down here, just real quick, do you guys have like a, a favorite uh, either prop bet for this Super Bowl or a favorite commercial of all time?
0: Uh, Peter.
2: You know, it's funny because usually there's so many great commercials, and it's hard, but after mm. a while it's hard to remember them. So I was kind of going through the list, and one of the ones that uh, I found which was a great one was the Snickers Betty White. Oh, oh yeah. Pesci. Pesci. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a cl- hey, so some of those were just like just classics and uh, Joe Pesci one was mm-hmm. good. Yeah, yeah, was good. yeah. There's just so many great, you know, eat a Snickers, right? Mm-hmm. So a sponsorship. <clears throat> so um, <laughs> kind of yeah. I mean, I do look for I do look forward to the commercials, and I talked briefly yeah. before this about the uh, the t-mobile i'll bring up the t-mobile commercial yeah. That, yeah. that was quote unquote banned from the <laughs> super bowl and there's no way that commercial was banned i'm look it up on facebook it's out Couldn't there pay the nfl <laughs> but they, yeah, they, they didn't have the cash to pay for the spot because they got the uh, brady and gronk in the commercial so oh, no doubt yeah their their budget was out the window right there but uh <laughs> it's a it is a funny commercial you know d- uh, from what i understand T-Mobile still stinks so
1: i wouldn't go with them so <laughs> hey man our buddy double a works <laughs> uh paulus you got to you got a prop bet or, or a commercial that really yeah, stands out yeah prop bet
0: to you. uh the prop bet i mean there's there's a ton of them out there obviously you can do the coin flip what will happen first sack or touchdown uh total passing yards yeah. everything like that the one that i like i like the cross uh the cross sports one so mm-hmm. so uh, so, uh re- receiving yards tyreek hill or Total points by the Miami Heat. You know who's going to have more? Okay. So yeah. Miami Heat has been awful this year, and they are playing the Knicks that night. Now the Knicks are better than average defensive team out there. So who's going to have more? You know more receiving yards or more points? Tyreek had like 200 in the first quarter. you know like it would be almost idiotic not to pick Tyreek for that because once again the Heat can't score anyways anyway you know so I'm going to go with uh, Tyreek on that one
1: yeah. I mean, I saw some other ones like, will the game be tied after 0-0? Yeah. Um, you know, you got uh, prop bets on either side. They always have one for the national anthem. I think it's like, what, uh, over under a minute 59. Yep. Uh, what was it? Julianne Sullivan? Was it? Uh, uh, <laughs> I don't know. We got the, uh, the doctor in the house, gave do- <laughs> Dr. Jana Festamaker, <laughs> gave us the name of the national anthem, and I already forgot it because I don't even know who this person is. But it could be Eric Church, too. Like We uh, don't know if it's yeah. like a duet or something, so we've seen we'll – Two names. We'll, yeah, we'll find out tomorrow. You know, <laughs> maybe that'll become a prop bet. Who's actually <laughs> who actually comes out to sing the national anthem? But my mind is always on the commercials, and one commercial that always stands on my mind, and it's something that probably. Killed a bunch of brain cells for me, and it's the dumbest thing. It's probably the dumbest commercial to pick. Okay, but I believe it was Budweiser or Bud Light, and it was this like dog that runs out of this building. It's almost like the opening scene to uh, one of the opening scenes of Guardians of the Galaxy, where he gets picked up by the um, you know Ravagers. Uh, yeah, and uh, Peter Quill gets picked up. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like this dog that gets picked up into the spaceship. And it's actually a spaceship, or he goes back to the home planet. It's actually an alien in a dog's body. Oh, okay. And they're like, you know, what did you learn? And the dude goes,
0: What up?
1: <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, what's up? He's like, no,
2: what's up? And then that's they just good. all
1: keep going. Like, it's the dumbest thing, right? but it's the best. Like, it's the one that just stands out in my mind. <laughs> Classic. And besides the go. Clydesdales for Budweiser. Like, sure. you know, like, that's the one. That really just stands out in my mind. I don't know why. But that is going to wrap it up for our voice of the land super bowl 55 preview we appreciate everyone who tuned in we want to once again send our condolences thoughts prayers to everyone out there and to of course les levine's family uh, on the loss of a cleveland icon a cleveland legend and a true inspiration for paulus and myself trying to get into this business so thoughts and prayers out to them thoughts and prayers out to uh Out to Marty Schottenheimer's family as well. He was just uh, dealing with Alzheimer's, and he was just moved into hospice care. So all the best to him. I know he's in stable condition, but all the best to a former Cleveland Browns coach, Marty Schottenheimer, and his family as well. But that's going to wrap it up for this edition of The Voice of Land on the Big Play Network for my brother Nick Paulus and our producer extraordinaire Peter Tellup. I am Kevin Hall reminding all of you sports fans out there. Don't let anyone to ever tell you it's just a game. And we truly love you all. 3000. Stay safe. And we'll see you all next Sunday night at 7 p.m.